Actually, I'm going to set this. All right, good morning, everyone. Are you on? Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming back. We will continue to worship together as we uh, come before God's Word and worship Him through it. All right, let us pray, and then uh, we'll continue on. Father God, just as Melanie spoke this morning, I pray that you would help us come together as a family and to still ourselves before you. God, that you would give us ears not just to hear, but to listen to you. Holy Spirit, that you would move in and through us adentro de nosotros, Señor, a través de nosotros. That you would change us, that you would transform que nos cambies, us. As we consider your word. Mientras pensamos en tu palabra. God, give us faith this morning Danos to believe. Fe en esta mañana. Give us faith this morning to trust Danos you. Fe para confiar en ti, Señor. That we might be able to continue para together. Podamos continuar juntos. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth, the thoughts of my mind, that the meditation of my heart would be pleasing to you this morning. God, please speak to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to begin this morning by, by sharing. Este, compartiendo. <laughs> and I want to share y quiero compartir a struggle, una lucha, something that uh, the Fuller family has been la Fuller going through, something that we've been pasando, experiencing for the last two weeks. Experimentando por las últimas dos semanas. Um, because two weeks ago, Inaís and Romeo y su hermanito Romeo uh, went to go live with their aunt. Fueron a vivir con su tía. We had fostered Inaís for a, a year and a half, and she was three years old. Ya tenía tres años. And Romeo for y six months, her brother. Criando a Romeo, su hermanito, por seis meses. And he was a year old. Tenía un año. We had had them both for half their lives. Ya teníamos a los dos por, la, por más de la mitad de sus vidas. And since they've left, y desde que se fueron, it's been difficult. Ha sido muy it's been hard. Ha sido I just start crying. <laughs> Yo me pongo a llorar a veces. It's not for show. It's been the first thing I think about when es I wake up. Lo primero en que pienso cuando me levanto en las mañanas. We can't go to Target, <laughs> no podemos ir a Target and see toys and see clothing and see this place where we would go to get no items for them. We can't buy a book for a baby shower no that we went to yesterday without being discouraged. Nos mucho. 
And as I've processed through that, y he estado procesando todo esto, and as I've even considered sharing with you, y he estado pensando en qué quiero compartir con ustedes, I've been thinking about why es so hard es tan to be transparent ser and to share that. Y mi lucha con why is it so difficult es tan to share? Compartir. To share what we're struggling compartir with. Con qué to share what's luchando. difficult. Lo en vidas. What is it that keeps me ¿Qué from es lo sharing? Que me de what is it that... that, that moves me, to, that, me that seems normal to me to want to just suffer in isolation on my own. De los demás, solo. And as I've been praying through that esto, and considering that for myself, I think mí, first and foremost, it's pride. It's a lack of humility. There's something in me and something uh, in the culture that tells me, that tells us that we're in control, right? We have control of the situation. And if the situation is bad, if the situation is difficult, if there is suffering and, and trials and, and we're in grief, there must be something that I did to cause it. Or there's something I did to contribute to it. I mean, in our case, like we signed up for this, right? We went to classes and we got certified to, 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 to welcome these kids into our home and to go through the suffering. This is what was going to happen. I chose it. We chose it. Maybe I don't want to share because I think no my suffering is my fault. Que mi es mi culpa. Or maybe I don't want to share because no, no I start to compare. Yo pienso, yo me a con otros. I start to compare my suffering, my trials, my difficulty con las de los demás. with yours. Con los de ustedes. And I can look and I can see and what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing again as I start to compare. Oh, no, that's not as bad or that's not as difficult or it's not as, there's not as much grief. Like other folks are going through more difficult things. And so I just need to just isolate, just hold it in, just walk with them, just care for them. I mean, who am I to complain about this thing again that, that I chose? And lastly, y pues por último, I'm going to suffer voy a like this most likely in the future. Pues a lo mejor voy a así If we continue to foster, I'm going to be up here si again and I'm going to be in the same situation and I'm going to have these same feelings and we're going to go through similar grief and similar suffering. It's happened before. It's happening now. If we continue, vez, it will happen si again. And so how long are y'all going to be compassionate with me, with us, as we go through this again and again and again as we have difficulties and as we each go through trials? That keeps me from wanting to share. That's my pride. And I'm also focused on me. We're all taught to be individualists, to focus on ourselves and our lives and just us, maybe my, 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 my immediate nuclear family, but it's mostly about me. 
And if I share with you my problems, that's discouraging. It's a bummer. Who wants to hear my bad news? Who wants to hear how I'm struggling? Like, like don't share with me your issues because I'm dealing with my own issues. I'm just trying to take care of myself. And if you share your grief, if you share your suffering, then, then, then I have to experience it too. And then I'm going to share in responsibility for your issues, for your suffering, for your trials once you share. But we're taught to be individuals. Take care of it yourself. Does anybody agree with me? This is what's going through my mind. This is what I've been struggling with, even about sharing with my struggles. So I want you right now, if your family is struggling, if there's anything difficult, if there is a trial that you have been going through or you're going through now, I want you just to raise your hand. If you are going through a trial, if you are going through difficulty right now, raise your hand. Okay, keep your hand up. Quiero que siguen con la mano arriba. Okay, you can put your hands down. Ya pueden bajar la mano. Now let me give you a little Ahora les voy a dar un poco gentle de correction. Una, eh, les voy a corregir, pero de una forma suave, ¿no? Everyone todos in this room, en este cuarto, all y'all, todos ustedes, all of us, todos nosotros, should have our hands up. Deberíamos de levantar la mano. Because I asked if you Porque and your family si are going through difficulties. Now let me tell you what some of you did. Most of you, you started with yourself. You, you were just thinking about you. You were just thinking about your, your spouse, your household, your kids maybe. Just you. But I said your family. And, and we're in church. And you're with your church family. And we know, right, if you've been here, if you've participated, if you're connected in community, you know there is difficulty, there are struggles, there are trials, there is, is hard around here. It's overwhelming sometimes. Everything that's going on, everything that's happening. But we're family. And we're in this together. If one of us is struggling, what do the scriptures say? All of us are suffering. Right? If one of us is honored, all of us rejoice. We're connected as a family, as a body. And the reality is, what God's word tells us is, is that your suffering is my suffering. We share that suffering. We share in those trials. We walk together as we share life. And we forget that, and we forget that, and we forget that. I wanted to share this morning to encourage us. Because I know that's the reality. Because it's overwhelming to hear again and again. It's overwhelming to share those things with you guys as we go through difficulties, as we go through trials. And I think the first thing that we need to do as we consider 
our suffering, as we consider walking through this together, is to be encouraged and strengthened by accepting the reality that we, all of us, are family. Before we get to suffering, before we get to like, how do we walk through that? We need to start with the perspective. It's not you suffering by yourself in isolation. We are walking through trials together. So I want us to reset our minds. As I share, as I speak, as, I, as we consider God's word, he was not talking to an individual. He was talking to a family. And I don't want us to hear it differently. No quiero que lo escuchemos de una forma diferente. And in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. He begins with this idea. A family. He says praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth. Just a second. Hey Isa. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. A. Alabado sea Dios, Padre de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, por su gran misericordia nos ha hecho nacer de nuevo. He's given us new birth. Nos ha hecho nacer de nuevo. He is writing to followers of Jesus who have been displaced and the first thing he begins with is praising God for what? sea Dios, ¿por qué? For this new birth. Nos ha hecho nacer de nuevo. That they have been born into a Han new family. De nuevo a una nueva I know some of you might have other sé ideas, like new birth, what exactly does que, that mean? And, but ideas, part of it, at least essentially nuevo, part of it, means that you have been born, you have new birth, you've been begotten into a new family. Ya una nueva and Peter starts off addressing this family of God and says, praise be to God our Father, right? Because we're now born into his family. We have a new family, a family identity. In God's family. Because family for them meant something very different than it means to us. Family at that time in the, in the ancient world. It wasn't a nuclear family. That no one had any idea what that was. It was an extended, large family, multiple of our families together. A typical family would have been at least 30 individuals. And Peter's saying, you're part of a new family. You've been born into this new family. You have new birth. And with each family, there was a head of the household. And this, this head was responsible for the provision and for the protection of the entire extended family. If things went wrong with someone in the family, if someone was going through difficulties, if someone did not have what was needed, it was ultimately that head of the household's responsibility to care for this large, extended group. The 
The family was a collective unit. And as they suffered individually, because they were interdependent with one another, it directly affected the welfare and the life of the entire family when someone in the family was going through difficulty. It affected everyone because they depended on each other. And Peter is reminding us that we're in this together and also what? That God, that Jesus, is the head, is the house, is the head of our household. And God is ultimately responsible for our provision and our care as his family. Okay? As there was the head of the household in their culture, Peter's saying, now you've been born into this new family, and God, our Father, right? Praise be to God, our Father. He's the head of this household, and now he is going to care for us, and he is going to provide for us as we go through difficulties and trials together as his family. Okay? Continuing on in verse 3. It says, He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in the heavens for y'all. Dice que nos ha hecho nacer de nuevo mediante la resurrección de Jesucristo para que tengamos una esperanza viva y recibamos una herencia indestructible, incontaminada e inmarchitable. Tal herencia está reservada en el cielo para ustedes. So the head of this family la cabeza de esa familia has given us nos ha dado a living hope. una esperanza viva. And he's given us an inheritance in the future. We have a hope now in the present, in the present, and we have an inheritance in the future. Okay? We're in this family. This is part of being in this family. Is this living hope now in this inheritance in the future? The present and the future. And I want to take just a moment again before we go forward to, to reset our minds to hear this as they would have understood this, their, their biblical, their ancient mindset when they would have considered the present and the future. So I've got a couple of diagrams. The first illustration. If you guys can see on the... On the left, it's, it's this age, this current age, the present time. This would be after the fall. There's evil, there's oppression, there's death, there's slavery, there's violence. We're under the curse. 
estamos bajo la maldición. That's the present. Este es el presente. In the future, this futuro, age to come, en la edad por venir, it would have, those things will be transformed, those things will be restored from what they are under the fall to what they will be under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, what was evil will be love, what was oppression will be justice, what was death will be life, what was slavery will be peace, what was a curse will now be blessing. La maldición se va a convertir en bendición. The present and the future. El presente y el futuro. Okay, this was their worldview. This is how es they understood this. La forma que this. ellos entendían el mundo en ese entonces. And the next slide. Number two. No, that's number, oh, that's, yeah, that's number two. So if you see the red future has moved towards the blue present, okay? And what, where that crosses over, where that has intersected now is in this event, which is labeled here as the cross and the resurrection. Jesus came. From the heavens, he invaded, he came and he lived amongst us, and this future kingdom started to invade our present world, this current age, through the cross and the resurrection. And then you can see on the far right of the future is when Jesus will return. What's that? Yeah, it won't stay. Please. So the future, el futuro, right, has come into the present through the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The kingdom has begun, but it's not fully yet. But as it continues, when Jesus returns, then the kingdom will be fully present in our presence. Does that make sense? So what is now the future will be fully present when Jesus Christ returns. Go to the next slide. Cuando Jesús venga. Okay. Does that make sense? Tiene sentido. The present is this place where there's brokenness, there's distress, there's evil, there's violence, there's oppression. But as Jesus comes into our world through the event of the cross and the resurrection, this kingdom has begun and it will move to its fullness in the future. And so in this presence, as we go through this process, Peter is telling us we have a living hope. Jesus has come. He's invaded. It's begun. And during this process, we have a living hope. Until this future inheritance, when the kingdom comes in its fullness. Okay? Everybody with me? Let me try this. So with that in mind, the present, the future, moving towards the future, okay? I want to read the remainder of the passage. Verse 5 through verse 9.
In verse 5, it's talking about y'all, it's talking about us in the family. Y'all who are through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time, the future. Okay, what we just talked about, the last time. Dice ustedes a quienes el poder de Dios protege mediante la fe hasta que llegue la salvación que se ha de revelar en los últimos tiempos, o sea, en el futuro de lo que acabamos de hablar. All right, in this period in between. En este periodo que está en medio. In all this, y'all greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, in this period in between, y'all may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Dice, esto es para ustedes motivo de gran alegría, a pesar de que hasta ahora han tenido que sufrir diversas pruebas por un tiempo. O sea, que en este tiempo en medio, que no ha venido el futuro completamente, están pasando por pruebas. These trials have come so that the proven genuineness of y'all's faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result... In the future, in praise, glory, and honor, when? When Jesus Christ is revealed. In the future. Dice, el oro, aunque perecedero, se acrisola al fuego. Así también la fe de ustedes, que vale mucho más que el oro, al ser acrisolada por las pruebas, demostrará que es digna de aprobación, gloria y honor cuando Jesucristo se revele, o sea, en el futuro. In verse 8, though y'all... Have not seen him, y'all all love him. And even though y'all do not see him now, y'all believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for y'all are receiving the end result, again, in the future, of y'all's faith, the salvation of y'all's soul. Dice en versículo 8, Ustedes lo aman a pesar de no haberlo visto, y aunque no lo ven ahora, creen en él y se alegren con un gozo indescriptible. Indescriptible y glorioso, pues están obteniendo la meta de su fe, que es su salvación. All right, y'all heard my perfect English, right? Escucharon mi inglés, ¿verdad? Spanish is already perfect, English español, needs perfecting. El español ya es perfecto, pero él tuvo que cambiar el inglés para que fuera perfecto. Y'all's faith. Don't think Está your faith. Está hablando de la fe de todos ustedes, faith, no de una okay? persona individual. And as we read this, I want us to see and understand that our current, our current, our, our present, <laughs> our present living hope is directly connected through faith to our future. Okay? Believing, trusting God as we live through this present grief and suffering is connected directly to our inheritance in the future through faith. So what do we do? What does that look like? To have a living hope now, in the present, knowing that this future is coming. Look at verse 5 and 6. It says, through faith we are shielded by God's power. Dice que el poder de Dios protege mediante la fe. Through faith, we are protected 
in the present. Mediante la fe, este, estamos protegidos ahora en el presente. It's pretty straightforward. Es bastante claro. In the middle of this grief de, and suffering, we are shielded by God's power through faith. When we have faith, as we Cuando believe and trust fe, God, in the middle of our Dios, grief and suffering in this present time, en este present, God's power el shields poder us. De Dios nos and we know this, right? Esto. You guys know that God is ya with you. You guys know Dios that God is in control. We, we know control. these things Tenemos in our minds, but it is difficult to experience that in our lives and with our emotions and with our feelings. And it requires us to look back, right? It's so much easier to see when we look back on our lives and on a situation to see that God was guarding us, that God was protecting us, that God was with us as a family together as we went through trial. Nidia and I were able to spend some time with Carlos and Carla. And I got Carlos's permission, but I wanted to share this illustration of how God has guarded them as they have walked through difficulty, as they have experienced trials. You guys know several months ago their son, Roberto, was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes. It's serious. Es algo it's, muy serio. Medically speaking, it's lifelong. It's not typical. No es muy it's normal. not something that frequently no is experienced. But as Roberto was diagnosed, they found out Roberto, that there was another child in his class that had been diagnosed with juvenile diabetes just months before, just, just a few months before. The teacher had been teaching for how many years? 20 years this teacher had been teaching and for 20 years he never once ever had a child in his classroom with juvenile diabetes. And here in the span of a couple months one child is diagnosed with juvenile diabetes and then here comes Roberto and he's diagnosed with juvenile diabetes and there's already a child in his classroom that has been diagnosed with the same illness. Roberto was not alone. He was not going through this no all by himself. There was someone else in his specific solo. classroom that was like him, and they could go to the nurse that had already been put in place because of the previous child to see the nurse to take care of their condition. And he, Roberto wouldn't leave alone. He would go with this other child because this was normal. There was someone else going through the same thing. There was a refrigerator already put and installed in the school to hold their medication because this child had already gone before Roberto. Everything was in place. There was support through the school, through the nurse, through this child in his classroom. God was guarding them as they went through this difficulty. And then we found out after they had been 
dealing with this disease, Roberto had a monitor installed that um, indicates his blood sugar level. And if his blood sugar goes too low, he can go into a coma, a diabetic, a coma, a diabetic coma. And so this monitor is connected to phones that, that Carlos and Carla have, and they can monitor that throughout the day, and they have to give him different medications at different times to keep the blood sugar level, to keep it stable. And they have a, a fast-acting insulin they give him that they give right after a meal that he keeps throughout the day. And then there's a slow-acting insulin that they give him overnight to keep him all the way through the night so that his blood sugar levels stay stable. They are new at managing this disease, this medical management of their son. And one night, they gave him the fast-acting insulin that only lasts for a little bit instead of the long-acting insulin that would last overnight without knowing by accident, by a mistake. They wake up in the middle of the night, at 2 in the morning, their alarms are going off in their phone, his blood sugar has dropped and, and, and plummeted, and they don't know what's happening, they, they're confused, they're calling the doctor, they're calling the, you know, they're trying to get feedback, they don't know what to do, he's not doing well, and they realize what has happened, and the switch of the medications. They were able to identify that and correct that because one day or two days before this, when was the, two days before, the monitor had been placed on Roberto. So if this would have happened two days prior to when it happened, they would have had no idea that his, they had given him the wrong medication, they had no idea and would have woken up in the morning and Roberto most likely would have been in a diabetic coma in his bed. Serious. But this had been placed two days before and it wakes them up and it alerts them and they're able to respond and care for Roberto. I don't know what that feels like. For my care of my child, for his life to depend on it, the difficulty of trying to process this that he's going through, this disease that he has, and this management of it, I have no idea. But as I listen to that story, I could see that through faith, God was protecting them. God was guarding them as they continue through this difficulty, this trial. God, through his power, was caring for them. And so do we have faith? 
¿Será que tenemos fe en nosotros? To believe and to trust God. That He will protect us. That He will shield us. As we share and walk through our own suffering and each other's suffering. You might not want to get involved in everyone else's suffering because you don't have confidence that God will actually guard us, right? But God, Peter is telling them and God is speaking to us that I will guard you through my power. My power through faith will guard you as you go through these difficulties. We can be confident in that. And it does not, it does not mean that everything always will be okay, right? We live in this present age with sin, with death, with destruction, with violence, with all of these things. But God promises, I will guard you because I have a future for you. And it is sure. It does not fade. And so we can be confident. And we can have a different perspective. As we walk through our own grief and suffering and as we share grief and suffering with each other. But with this living hope, we're more than just protected. We are actually changed in the process. We're protected, but we're changed. We are transformed in the process as we go through these difficulties. Through faith, we are purified in the present. In verse 7, It says that these things have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, it's of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through fire, that that genuineness may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Versículo 7 dice, El oro, aunque perecedero, se acrisola al fuego. Así también la fe de ustedes, que vale mucho más que el oro, al ser acrisolada por las pruebas, demostrará que es digna de aprobación, Gloria y honor cuando Jesucristo se revele. Through this process, our faith is purified. And what I mean by that is as we walk through this present age, that we begin to transfer to move our hope from things in this world to our future. As we walk through, we no longer look to this world, to these situations, to the current situation, but we look to Jesus and we look to his promises and this inheritance to come. Because this world, right, as we saw, this present world is broken, it's unreliable. And we move from putting our hope in, 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 our, in our jobs, in our families, in our relationships, and the success of living stones, and, and how fostering will go. And, and will your children be successful? How will your health be? We move our trust, our hope from those things slowly, slowly, slowly into something that will last, into something that is stable, this inheritance that we have. And I want to be clear, that doesn't mean that we disengage in the world. It doesn't mean that you disengage from your children. It doesn't mean that you disengage from the church. It doesn't mean that you don't take care of your health and your body. 
It means you don't place your hope in those things going well. I have learned specifically as an adult over the past 12 years, more than ever, moving here, living in Los Angeles, living in this neighborhood, doing and being a part of this church, I've had a lot of my hope be transferred from this world, from this place, from, from these relationships to this future inheritance. I am in process. And what I used to hope for, what I used to have expectations for, I have let so much of that go. Because it was a disaster. It was unreliable. It just let me down. <laughs> but I'm still engaging. I'm still participating. It's still important, but it's not where my hope is. It's still valuable, but it's not where my hope is. Does that make sense? Like, you've got to consider that and assess where your hope is, what your expectations are of this present age versus the age to come. It's in transition. We're in progress. But we've got to let go of our hope in this world while we engage and interact with this world. I've learned that specifically. I think in my, my theology, in my, 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 my interacting with God's word and through my prayer, I used to think and I would put my hope in this idea that I could figure things out. I could get this right. I could land in the right spot at the right time and I could know the truth exactly what God was trying to communicate. Over the last 12 years, I am sure of so much less. Let me just be honest. I'm sure of less things. But my faith, okay, listen to me, my faith has grown. My faith has strengthened. I've never been so excited and so encouraged about this inheritance to come. I don't know exactly what's going on here in this world. I can't explain it all, and I don't see everything black and white in God's Word, but I am sure, I am positive, I am absolutely excited and holding my hope in this kingdom to come, this eternal life, this future inheritance that God has for, who does God have it for? For his family, for us. And if my hope is there, if our hope is there, then we can walk through this. We can walk through and share in each other's trials and sufferings. And as you look at the end, we can actually progress through faith. We can progress beyond the present to the future. Even though y'all have not seen him, y'all love him. Even though you don't see him now, you believe in him and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. We can't see Jesus in the present. 
in the midst of our grief en and suffering, de luto y sufrimiento, but through faith, no lo podemos ver, pero a través de la fe, Peter is telling us we can Pedro have inexpressible joy, not because of exactly no how the present is going, but because of the presente, future that is promised. And that perspective changes the present. If you have that future perspective, si then you can be futura, involved fully in the present. We can be involved in the mess of each other. We can be involved in the sin that's going on in our neighborhood, in the world, in the brokenness, in the violence, because it doesn't have to be fixed. My hope is not in that. My hope is I will continue. We will continue by faith with this expectation of the future. Sharing in each other's difficulties. That we could actually have an inexpressible joy. Like that's supernatural. And that doesn't mean a goofy no smile on your face, running around like you have no idea what's happening and the no difficulties and the sufferings that are going on. We have freedom to mourn. We have freedom no, to be in grief. It's going to happen. It's part of life now, but it's not Eso where our hope is. We have a living hope and through faith, fe, the end result is to see him revealed. It's the third slide. It's, it's, it's the, the fullness of the kingdom. When Jesus Christ sits on the throne and our world is restored, when heaven, there's a new heavens, a new earth, and, and it's restored, it's redeemed. And we experience it as God a este mundo como Dios lo quería. The reality for us, la realidad para nosotros, the more we progress through más the present, pasamos por el presente, the closer we are to the más finish. Cerca estamos al final. Today, Hoy, or yesterday, today bueno, is tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> o sea que hoy es el mañana de ayer. ¿Tiene sentido? ¿Sí? Ok. Whatever we've gone through, right? Whatever we're going through, and as we go through more, the reality is, is that we are closer to the finish. And so is my, my favorite songwriters, Josh Garrels. He says, so cheer up, my brothers and sisters, live in the sunshine. Like, this will all make sense by and by. Further along, as we get further along, as we get to the finish, this will make sense. We'll understand why. And so in the moment, we should have this inexpressible joy that continues with us through difficulty, through trials, as we share those together as a family. So my charge for us is to share. Get over your humility. I mean, get over your pride. Have humility. Don't get over your humility. Get over your pride. Right? And quit being so individualistic. A family is collective. A family is a group. It's about us. And share. 
Tenemos que compartir. And seek out. Y tenemos que buscar. Encourage people to share with you. Like we have this hope so we can demás. deal with it. We can be there with people and suffer when they suffer and rejoice when they rejoice because we have this hope. If you don't have this hope, that's going to overwhelm you. But we're supposed to love God and love others in that way. Okay? Get over yourselves. What I want to do is we're going to do communion. The one table down the middle. Larry, um, Danny, if you guys can help. We're just going to all gather on the table. If you guys are quick, we'll gather around the table quickly. I just want to finish with communion and connect it with this message before we leave. So we're going to do one long table right down the middle. If you'll spread the chairs in the middle to the side, and then we'll all gather around the table to finish. All right, so what I wanted was for us, as a family, around this family table. Whose table is it? It's Jesus' table, right? It's Jesus' family table. I'm not sitting here. This is Jesus' seat. He's at the head of the table. Okay, This is his family, his table. He's the head of this household. I'm not, you're not, none of us are. He's the head of our household. He has responsibility for us to care for us, to provide for us, to protect us. We get to be born again into his family. That's our identity. That's our privilege. And through that, we have an inheritance in his family. And so I want us to sit here in the present in the middle en medio of the present, del presente, in the middle of difficulty, de los in the middle of trials that we are suffering as a family. And so I want you, in your minds, mentes, to bring those difficulties to this table. Bring your entire life to this table. All of the mess, all of the trials, all of the grief that we would be able to come to this table and share that with him and that we would share that with each other because we're part of his family. And as a part of his family, that's our identity, that's our responsibility, that's how we participate. And so as I pass Entonces, the bread, pan, I want you to consider that. Que en eso. To think about que what you're struggling with, que, con que what estás your family, what you might be struggling familia, with, but also what your family, your church family, familia, is struggling with. Iglesia. Look around the table. Don't just think about yourself. If you want, no, I'm that's all right. I was going to break it, and then you guys can use. I was supposed to have two. No, I was just not going to. Hold the very tip where you're going to take the bit, your piece. <laughs> I could just. Okay. Sorry, I was just trying to do it completely. Completely sanitary. We'll get better. 
So if you, we'll just, we'll go all the way around, I think. However, we're going to go right down the middle. And if you want, you can just hold, you can hold the bread with the, with the towel, not to touch the bread, and then break off a piece with your finger, okay? That's, I was just trying to be as thoughtful as possible. But as you break off a piece, I want you to take assessment of the things in this world that you've placed your hope in. What have you, not, not, not what you hope goes well, but what you've placed your no, hope in. Like, que, it's going to break you and destroy bien. you no, if it does not go well, fe? if it does not go according si no to how you think it should go. Bien, Consider the things fueran. that you're hoping in in this world that you need to transfer este your hope from that este to the inheritance that we have as a part of his family. I want you to think about your grief and suffering. I want you to look around the table at your brothers and sisters and the family and consider their grief and suffering that you are sharing, that you're a part of. The bread that we're each holding It represents the broken body of Jesus. The broken body of the head of our household, the head of our family. And we are to share in his suffering. We remember this together as we take the bread, as we remember how he went through grief and suffering for us. In the present, We look back to the past. That his body broken for us. And how we have this living hope. As the passage says, through the death and resurrection Through the death and resurrection of the house, the head of our household. We're sharing in his suffering. And so now I want to pass the cup. As the cup comes by, you can dip the bread. Don't worry about getting the tables messy. Just hold it over the table so it doesn't get on you. But just dip to moisten the bread. And then in a moment, we'll take it together. In the scriptures, it says that we share in his suffering. And we also share in his resurrection. We share in his life. We don't get one without the other. They come together. And this cup, this cup represents this promise he's made to us. We get to share in this cup. It's a promise of our future inheritance that he's made with us, this covenant, this promise. And so as we take this together, we're responding. We're sharing in his suffering and we're going to share in this inheritance that he's promised, this resurrection life, this age to come, this kingdom, this eternal life. 
that we would continue, even though we can't see him now, that we would continue to love him, and we would continue to believe him. And as we take this, we're continuing by faith. In the middle of our grief, in the middle of our suffering, and we take it with inexpressible joy. Let's take it together. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Señor, te doy gracias por tu presencia. I thank you for your mercy. Te doy gracias por tu misericordia. I thank you that we have an identity. Porque tenemos una identidad as your sons como tus and daughters. Y hijas. The being a part que of your family. Tu familia, the being your family together would shape our lives, would shape our perspective. That it would move us to hope in you, to hope in the inheritance that you promised us, inheritance that does not fade, that will not change, that is absolutely trustworthy, that you will do what you said. God, help us to be confident that you are guarding us. Help us to move our hope from things in this world to you, Jesus. And help us to continue. God, give us the perspective that we are progressing, that we are moving towards your kingdom, that we are moving towards eternal life. God, that we Dios, might supernaturally have inexpressible joy. Please. God, change that in us. Transform us as we share in each other's difficulties. Help us to be honest and transparent and open. Help us to enter into each other's lives fully and completely. Help us to love you, Jesus, until we see you. We look forward to the day when you will be revealed fully, when you will return, Jesus, when you will fully establish your kingdom. We take this bread and this cup in anticipation of that, in anticipation of that meal with you at the wedding feast of the Lamb, that we would sit with you and be in your presence in the age to come, in the future, enjoying our inheritance. Holy Spirit, transform us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so if everyone will stand, we'll read Ephesians 3, verse 20 through 21, in English or in Spanish, but all of us together as a family. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantemente de lo que pedimos o entendemos, según el poder que obra en nosotros, 
A Él sea la gloria en la iglesia en Cristo Jesús por todas las generaciones, por los siglos de los siglos. Amén.